I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, you're listening to the first ever episode of The Simpsons 4 and 1 More, and this is your host Bob Shoy, and your other host... My name's Emma. And we will be guiding you through uh, The Simpsons series by series, talking about our favourite episodes, talking about our favourite everything. Yeah, I'm really excited to start. Yeah, well, it's, we have actually already recorded one episode, Um but we're going to hold it back. We really want to just kick off episode one with series one of The Simpsons. Um, so just to introduce the concept of the show, it's like two great things, The Simpsons. And I know it, we don't like to admit it, but we all like lists and listicles. You're a fan of lists, Emma. I absolutely adore lists. So I work in a very administrative role and I don't think I could get through my day without a list. And then... I have lists of lists of lists, so I do love a list. Yeah, same. When I've got my to-do list in around the house, the, each item then comes off into a list of its own. <laughs> so I like doing that. I've got a clean house, and then it's like a sub-list, kitchen. And the thing is bathroom, as well, like, tick off. I absolutely adore the, um, the notes section of my phone because yes. if I'm just walking around somewhere and I'm like, right, I need to make a list of something – and then have my phone on me, so I just make a list in my notes section. So my notes is just full of different lists for different things. My notes section on my phone is now full of notes for this show because <laughs> when too. I'm thinking about <laughs> things, I write it in there. But so the concept is we're going to take. Um, so for example, we're going to go series by series. Uh, it's a limited series, so we're probably going to run 24, 25 episodes. It's going to be fortnightly for roughly a year. Probably do the first 10, 11 series of The Simpsons and talk about our four favorite episodes and one more. And the one more isn't necessarily just our fifth favourite. It may be sometimes, but it, it could be I like this episode because or this episode get, deserves more recognition because it's a an extra one. One that I don't think people would necessarily pick. It's, it's a bit of a wild card, I feel. Yeah. And I like the concept because it's it can be a, it's always a wild card, like you say, and it could be a wild card for any reason. It's completely up to you. Um, so in between the series by series, we will also be picking uh, topics related to The Simpsons, like characters, songs, what have you. We have plenty of ideas for those. 
We have lists of lists of lists. Yeah, we have <laughs> lists of ideas for list episodes. So we have to sit and finalise which ones we actually want to do. But yeah, there should be about 24, 25 of these episodes. And I'm really looking forward to getting started. I am too. So series one is an odd one for The Simpsons. I actually love series one. Okay. A lot of people that I speak to, they're like, oh, I can't stand the early episodes. And I'm the opposite. I absolutely love series one. But I'm going to be honest, the more I'm looking into it, the more I think, oh, yeah, this is a bit up and down or the story doesn't flow. So I think series one has its flaws, but I do quite like the majority of the episodes that are in series one. So I'm a fan a lot of series one as well it's like they haven't quite found the characters yet yeah that's what enigles me i like the fact that um you, it's like the first time that you see mr burns and his character's completely wrong and they yeah, obviously yeah. haven't they obviously haven't thought out what where they're going with that character um but i quite like that because you could see like development and even the main characters they change yeah Every, episode to episode they change yeah i mean lisa she, I feel like, has the biggest character arc of series one. She's kind of, at the beginning, just a regular kid. And then yeah. as the series progresses, it's very much she then becomes the Lisa that we all know and love. Um, yeah. So I do like that about series one. So yeah, um, overall, I think I'm quite a fan of series one. I think you're more positive on series one than me. I <laughs> I appreciate series one. And when I was a kid, like I, I loved series one, but it, I never go back to it. I, when I rewatched it for this show, it was the first time I watched it in over 10 years. And it was a big shock, some of it. Yeah, there's episodes here that are quite high up on my list of favourite episodes in general. Right. And so I do watch those particular episodes quite regularly. Um, so I had seen series one quite a lot. And especially when Disney Plus came out, I tried to watch it start to finish. And then it kind of broke down but i did i did get through series one so it's so, a little yeah. bit like divided series one it's like half the episodes i actually they, they've got something about them i like and then half i'm just like i don't enjoy us but we'll see i i said to you when we was messaging before we recorded um a few days ago i said i think we're gonna have the same episodes because in my <laughs> opinion i'm like well there's only like four good episodes in this but you yeah. seem to think we'd have completely different ones so yeah, I mean, I know what you mean. There are some episodes in series one. I actually didn't realise until I was making my notes how much I actually don't like that episode. Because um, mm. I didn't really have many positive things to say about certain episodes. But then when it came to episodes that I did genuinely like, I was just writing page after page after notes. And I was like, oh, like I think I like this a little bit too much than I should. But I don't know, yeah. if, it's just, I don't know if it's just the n- nostalgia of it. That I like is the reason why I like it, if that makes sense. I will say my notes for series one are pretty sparse. <laughs> um, so yeah, well, we'll see. We'll get into it. Well, um, yeah. So should we just start? I mean, um, what are we do next next week's when I talk to you about your favorite all time episodes. So I guess I'll go first this week. Okay. Yep. That's fine. So um, okay, my number four is Call of the Simpsons. Is this on your list? No, this actually isn't on my list. Okay, right, okay. I really want, I really hope we get some like, I hate this episode. How could you like it? Like, we're going to really disagree. (laughs) (laughs) I like the ending of this episode with the whole, um, the whole Bigfoot twist. Right. Um, I do like the ending, but I was a bit bored at the beginning. 
And it was one of those episodes that I've thought in my head, oh, yeah, I really like this episode. But then when I was watching it, I was a bit like, oh, I'm not enjoying this as much as I thought until the end. So That's really interesting because the Bigfoot bit is where it loses me. (laughs) (laughs) I like the boring beginning. Coming from the guy who's got a podcast about cryptozoology and cryptids. (laughs) Maybe that's it. Maybe I'm just Bigfooted out. Maybe, yeah. I like I like the some some of the times in these early Simpsons where it is slow, like they are slow. I like the mundanity of some of it. So it yeah. is much more focused on these early years about how the Simpsons haven't got that much money and they they sort of strive to have what other people have. And when he sees yeah. you know, Flanders R V, he wants one of them. Flanders another character who's very different in series one. Yeah. I was just about to say that it's really funny because his character's not really thought out. He's not very churchy. He's not very... No, um he's just like the well-off neighbour. Yeah, he's just like the neighbour next door that Homer is jealous of. He's not Ned as we know him. It does It does make sense that Ned has more money yeah. in this series, which should watch it from the beginning because I was like, oh, he has a really good job and he leaves it in series two. And I'd never noticed that through line. No, it's it's so strange. I mean, I can't remember if it's actually mentioned but i think when he gets the leftorium i think it's mentioned that he's in pharmacy or pharmaceuticals I yeah think. pharmaceuticals i think you're right yeah. yeah um but apart from that it's never really touched upon but i can't i can't really imagine ned in being a pharmacist or in the pharmaceutical game because it's quite um <laughs> quite cutthroat business i thought yeah <laughs> you have to be a bit yeah but they they mention how much better Ravi is than Homer a few times in this first series when he has the RV and when he yeah. has like the big lavish Christmas presents that Homer doesn't have and stuff. So yeah, especially so that's that sort of character arc is set up right from the very beginning in the pilot. Yeah. So yeah. um, so I think that's how they're playing it, and I think that they play that relationship between him and Homer for quite far into the series. I mean, I can. I can think of a couple of examples with later on series where Homer's still jealous of him. Yeah. So that plays out for quite a while. So when I was deciding my top four, um, I sort of watch each episode. I have a running list on my notes yep. app on my phone. And when I watch the next episode, I think, well, was that better or worse than this? And I sort of place it in its ranking order. And then I look at the whole list at the end and go, okay, I guess that's my order. <laughs> and I think the reason this is so high, because I, I don't actually like the episode that much. Like the Maggie stuff with the bears, like miss me with that I stuff. I hate that bit of the episode. Yeah, yeah. it's boring. It's tedious. Um, and it is kind of slow. Uh, I like the conversation that Homer has with the RV salesman. I find that quite funny. And did you know that that's the guy who does the voice of, um, I think it's Hank Scorpio? It is, maybe? yeah. Albert yeah. Brooks. And also yeah. in this series, he's him. Jack. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, he has some really great characters. And I actually really like that RV salesman character. He calls Homer I Zeus. I love him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love him as well. And he has such a weird design with his huge ears and cowboy hat. First of all, I want you to know I like your face. You do? I really do. I'm not saying that. I mean it. You got color in there? You're not Roman, are you? No. Look like a god, sort of. Why don't we step into the credit office, Zeus? <laughs> but the main reason this one got so high for me is it has my favorite joke of series one in this episode. And it's not really a joke. It's just a silly sight gag that makes me laugh. Um, when they fling the rabbit. 
from the snare when they catch the rabbit and it just flies into the distance. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I absolutely love that. And when he goes to set the trap, like my fav- probably my favourite line of series one is Homer gets the roped and then Bart goes, what are we going to do? Hang ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> this young sapling ought to do the trick. What are we going to do? Hang ourselves? No, this is a trap. It's going to catch us our dinner. Come on, boy. Shh. Just watch. Ooh. Aha! Got him! So that, that, that's the reason this is so high, just that one moment. The rest of the episode yeah. I'm not that crazy about. Yeah. What I want to know is, throughout, especially the beginning of the episode... Marge says it a couple of times. Homer says it a couple of times. But why is Homer so good at being outdoors? I like, have no why is he idea. A good woodsman. Like, but, yeah, I never I got no that. Idea. <laughs> the idea that Marge even thinks that is funny to me is like Homer is a different character in series one. So many times he's like portrayed as being like really resourceful and like a normal guy, a dad who's trying so hard. And I'm like, that isn't Homer. <laughs> No. <laughs> He's definitely not like a, a woodsman. Uh, she says to Lisa, because Lisa goes to like Lisa goes to Marge, um, Mum, is Maggie gonna be alright with them? And Marge's response is, Yeah, your dad's a professional woodsman. He'll be like he'll be absolutely <laughs> fine. And then he can't even survive, yet they build like a little house. <laughs> no, he's terrible. I do love I love the relationship between Homer and, and Ned Flanders in general in the series. Yeah. Like I love like how they hate each other, but sometimes they're like chums for like a short amount of time when they like sort of come together in the same cause i really like it and i love it in this episode where it sort of sets that where homer has this sort of like hatred towards him but the flanders doesn't really get it like he shows him the new rv and flanders just like yeah she's a beaut and uh homer's just like oh he's jealous i love that hey flanders look what i got Oh, she's a beaut. Hey, congratulations, Simpson. I'm sure you'll have loads of fun. <laughs> Jealous. Another thing that I did write down is the fact that for the RV, it says uh, it's like 300 and something, £350 a month. And for me, that seems like a lot. It's like a finance mm. payment every month for £350 a month. And especially it being in like 1990, that's mm. a lot of money for an He's RV. He's getting screwed over. Like completely, <laughs> yeah. Just these little things. So let me just like point this out. I wrote in my notes. I think it will be on Bob's alter uh, four and one more list for sure. He's the cryptid king. I literally wrote that in my oh, in my notes. And then I, I let you down by that. saying the Bigfoot stuff loses me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the first inkling of like Simpsons being a bit more wacky. Yeah, I love that. It's it's um it starts off obviously being sort of like a general. Um, sitcom kind of storyline and the fact that it's the whole Bigfoot thing is what I love about it but no I do like this episode I do like it but it's just not on my list <laughs> okay so it's not your bottom so I was going to wonder do you have like a least favorite we won't talk about it yet but I was going to say at the end maybe we'll just say our bottom as yeah, well yeah there, there okay. are a couple that um that I've written that I didn't really enjoy it but yeah we can talk about that at the end yeah there's like four that I don't really like that much and I can easily pick a pick a worst out of them but yeah so let's move let's move on then what's your number four so my number four is Homer's Night Out right okay this is my number five so this just missed it so we sort of yeah this was sort of one that I sort of like really was torn between putting on my list or not I really really enjoy this episode and Mm -hmm. 
I feel like it's one that always goes on and off my list. So, um, but yeah, that's why I placed it in the fourth part. Um, there's there's loads of things that I like about this episode. I like the whole, um, just the whole storyline of Homer. I mean, I personally don't actually, I don't think he actually did anything wrong, personally. No. And I feel like Marge It's and not like, like he's towns- kissing her or anything, or got no, his hands all over, you- he's dancing next to her. Exactly. If you actually look at the photo, he ha- he's not even touching her. No. <laughs> which is what's, it's a picture of him like, dancing at Stag Do. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and I just I just can't understand why everyone just reacts the way they do to it. Um, but I like the twist at the end where it's Marge sort of makes him sort of teach teach Bart a lesson that Homer. Mm can't treat women as objects and things like that i don't know if it's just because i'm because i'm really girly and i'm i'm a mother to boys so i like I, that speech he does though because he says uh, <laughs> there are nieces and nephews well not our nephews <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that really makes me laugh i really like the the song in it um i could love a thousand girls and like oh, all yeah, the different yeah. countries like i really like that But um I'm I'm totally on Homer's side, I'm not gonna lie. Um I just don't being a wife, I just don't mm-hmm. see Marge's point of view. I um, think you're supposed to be on Marge's side, but I I'm don't really know anyone not, no. that would just not be on Homer's side on this. Yeah. He was just having a fun night out. Exactly. Um, and do you know what really like irritates me? And I didn't realise it until I watched this episode for the research, but it's convenient that Marge goes to the same restaurant for dinner yeah. that Homer's at. <laughs> That's obviously planned. Obviously planned. But... Um, I also picked up that it's the Rusty Barnacle when the rest of the series, it's the Frying Dutchman. I don't know if it's supposed to be the same restaurant or if it's... Well, later in the series, like way later on, they do have, they do sort of reveal that Springfield has a pier, right? So maybe it has a number of seafood restaurants. It could well be. It does have a sushi bar. Yeah, it does have a sushi bar. That's true. Um, But yeah, so this is my number four. Um, I really, really like this episode, um, but sometimes it jumps in my list and sometimes it jumps out. So, yeah. I've got a couple of notes of lines that I liked in this one, of reasons it was close. Like, I love um, when Homer's staying at Barney's house and he says he can see the light and then Barney rings Marge. <laughs> I love like, that bit. You left Marge. your damn porch light on. <laughs> I could just, I, every time I think about it, I always hear it in his voice. Yeah. Homer's not made of money, you know. <laughs> Look, Barney, see the row of tiny lights up there? The middle one is my house. Someone must have left a porch light on. Hey, that's rough, pal. Hello, Marge. You left your damn porch light on. Barney! Homer's not made of money, you know. Don't listen to him, Marge. He's... Yeah, that that bit makes me laugh. And also, I love... um, It's it's a, a good bit of fun... Uh, interaction between Bart and Millhouse when yep. Millhouse wants the picture and it's the delay of like eat a horse manure pie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Come on, Bart. You're going to make me a print, aren't you? 
Will you swear not to let another living soul get a copy of this photo? Okay. Cross your heart and hope to die? Yep. Stick a needle in your eye? Yep. Jam a dagger in your thigh? Yep. Eat a horse manure pie? Yep. Well, okay. It reminds me of being a kid. Like, there's always things that you'd you'd swear to, but it's... Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love that the delay comes from the horse manure pie, though. It's like, stick a needle in your eye. Yep. Eat a horse manure pie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he thinks about it. He's like, would I do that? Yeah. So this is your number five. This is your one more. It's not my one more. It was just number it was five. Just, yeah. It was like the one that was vying for like number four. And for that's, me. Yeah. that's exactly the same as me. Like I said, sometimes it's on my list. Sometimes it's not. Mm. Just depends what mood I'm in. But um, but I do like this episode a lot. And as I said, like the whole I could love a million girls when Homer's like dancing in the cage yeah, and stuff. Like fun. I love it. Yeah. So that's that's my number four. Great. Uh Moving on then, my number three, and I think this will definitely be on your list. There's two episodes which I think are going to be on both our lists. Okay. Um, and I kind of, before I went in, it's interesting when I rewatch these series, because if you ask me to make my list off the top of my head, it's really different from when I watch them and then do it, because I would have probably said this is my number one, and when I've rewatched it, I'm like, yeah, it's number three. <laughs> um, it's Krusty Gets Busted. This is my number three too. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. kind of thought this would be like your number one, number two. So that's because really interesting. You know how much I love Sideshow Bob. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So the reason why I didn't really pick this higher, um, I, I actually can't answer that, to be honest. I just, I feel like there's other episodes that I like better. Yeah. Um, I love this episode. I'm a huge fan. And I love the way that it sort of sets up um Sideshow like Bob's character and being the bad guy and things like that. Um but there are other episodes in this season that I like better. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of what it is to me. It's just an episode that sets up this character for better episodes in the future. Yeah. Um it's a weird little bit of like continuity like origin story. Yeah. That you don't really get in the Simpsons very often. And I I do think that as you say that it's setting up the character and I yeah. think that by setting it up, um, they always had the plan for Sideshow Bob to always be the villain. Like that, they yeah. had that in their mind and they were like, right, this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to go with it. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, I, I mean, it must have been a surprise for viewers when Sideshow Bob, who you'd seen in other episodes, yeah. suddenly speaks and it's Kelsey Grammer. That must have been really cool uh, <laughs> when this episode aired. Another reason why I like this is because it um, sort of delves into the character of Patty and Selma, who are also favourite characters of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does like the whole carousel of um, slideshow of their holiday and things like oh. that. Um, so that's like the first time. I forgot time. that was in this episode, yeah. Yeah. And I just, the whole like set setting up how much Bart loves Krusty and things like that. And mm. I think it sets up, Krusty's character a lot as well so it it is definitely it just sets the scene for a lot of these characters and their relationship with each other Mm. it's interesting that this is like number three on both our lists because in general this seems to be sort of considered the best episode of series one yeah I agree like a lot of people this is their favorite yeah but and I kind of thought it would be but when I watched it I was just like it's it's pretty good like there's only 13 episodes in series one so you know even number three isn't as like as high an accolade as like number three in like a different series like to me this is fine it's not an all-time favorite of mine yeah um the the one note i've got because i write down my favorite quotes and my my favorite line from the episode is when 
the whole of Krusty's audience, all the kids shout, we'd kill ourselves. <laughs> we'd kill ourselves. <laughs> yes. Hey, kids, who do you love? Krusty! How much do you love me? With all our hearts. What would you do if I went off the air? We'd kill ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, that makes me laugh a lot. <laughs> It's so sort of jarring. And the thing is as well, Bart and Lisa are at home and they like repeat it on the TV. So if I was in the living room and my kids said that, I'd be like, what the hell? Yeah, what are you watching? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love that. But uh, yeah, I haven't actually got that much to say about this episode. Like like I said, it it is an origin for Sideshow Bob. It sets up the Bart and Krusty and it, it feels just like a lot of setup with not a lot yeah. of its own identity. Yeah. It sets and, up things for future series. And I think it sort of it sort of sets the tone of um the future episodes and so it's like the music and um mm. the, the atmosphere and things like that. And they then don't have to explain in later episodes why Sight yeah. Bob is the way he is and things like that. So, um, so yeah, I, I love this episode. I really do. And I'm not quite sure why it's not higher. It just isn't. <laughs> it also sets up the dynamic of Bart and Lisa when they get on their like sleuthing <laughs> missions, which I always enjoy. But yeah. yeah, it's like the first time you see them sort of sleuthing around and investigating and stuff. And it's funny because when you've watched the episodes, it's so obvious that it's him as well. Mm. It's kind of, it's kind of like it's obvious, but he hasn't really got a motive for it apart from to well, do he wants his own the show. show. I, yeah, I do like when he has the show and he's reading for the children <laughs> and stuff, and they actually all really love it. Like that's pretty good. <laughs> Flame, thunder, roar! <laughs> In like Kelsey Grammer's voice. You think that they would all hate it when he takes over, but they actually love it, and they're all like learning and stuff. It's actually yeah. really a good show. Like it would have been beneficial to the youth of Springfield, yeah, if Krusty stayed in prison. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, so, so that was your number three as well. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else to say about Krusty gets busted? No, not really. Um, I really like it, and it, as I said, it sets up my favorite character of the whole series. So, um. Mm. So it will always be in my top four or five of season one for that reason only. So the next episode is... See, my number one and two on this are like really sort of... There's like a little arrow, like one or the other, what I'm feeling on the day. On the day. Mm. And I'm just going to have to just look at my notes for a second. Okay, I think I've got it. My number two, I'll be interested to know if this is in your uh, top four is Moaning Lisa. It's not on my list at all. No. Um, But I do actually quite like this episode. Um, I know you're a massive fan of Lisa. I'm not as much, but um, I do... As a woman who's been through teenage years and pre-teenage years, I totally get why she's sad for no reason. (laughs) Yeah. And I've, you know, I've had ups and downs in my life before. So I, I do totally get just waking up one day and just feeling sad for no reason and can't put my finger on it. So um, as much as it's not on my list, I understand why it's on your list because I do, um, I do sympathize and I do, um, I do appreciate and I do agree with the way that it's written. But one thing that I will mention is it's crazy how this was written by two men 
Mm. But they totally just understand the workings of a teenage girl's mind. It's crazy. So this is an episode I didn't think I liked. I always look at this as series one episodes. I probably haven't watched this episode in God since I was a kid. And I always thought, oh, it's a boring one. I don't like that one. I never watch it. And when I rewatched it this time, I was like, for a long time, I was like, this is the best episode of series one. Like, yeah. I love, I think it's, it just clicked for me this time around. Yeah. Um, I, I forgot it's also, so it has like, a, it's not a very funny episode. It's very, it's very just about a depressed child, which is really sort of a bummer. Um, but it also has the real fun side of Homer and Bart playing the boxing video game. Yeah. I always forget that's this episode. I relate to that so much as well because um, I used to always play like N64 and like PlayStation 1 with my dad. Um, yeah. So I, I do get sort of fighting against him, trying to oh, beat yeah. him. But it was the <laughs> other way around. I could never beat my dad ever. Um, so it's, it was the other way around for me. <laughs> my actual standout character of this episode is Marge. Oh, like, I was going to say exactly the same. So I actually wrote um, Super Mum Moment by Marge and it's like absolute goals as a parent. And um, one of my favourite lines is, if you want to be sad, you be sad. And I just think, oh my God, I would say that to my child as well. Like I absolutely love that. I've written it down. I'll be honest. I'm, you know, anyone who's listened to my podcast knows I'm a soft boy. Uh, (laughs) Watching watching this episode actually made me tear up a bit this time around. I really took me out of the moment. And I wrote it down, always be yourself. If you want to be sad, be sad. We'll ride it out with you. Like, ah, it gets me like a bit flustered now. I'll do the smiling for both of us. Yeah. Yeah. It's really touching and really like amazingly written. And I can't believe they put that this early in the series yeah it's so nice how we both have the same opinion of that same moment because obviously i'm a mum but you don't have children but we both feel exactly the same Mm. so i'm seeing it from a parent's perspective and you're just seeing it because you're a big softy i'm seeing it as a depressed little kid yeah i mean (laughs) i'm lisa (laughs) yeah see the thing is i never had like i had the i was the happiest child growing up i had the best like childhood so I didn't hit the whole sad phase until I was a teenager. So I I never, I think as a kid, I never really understood why she felt like that. But it was only when I became a teenager and a young adult that I then totally got it. Mm. Lisa, I apologize to you. I was wrong. I take it all back. Always be yourself. You want to be sad, honey? Be sad. We'll write it out with you. And when you get finished feeling sad, we'll still be there. From now on, let me do the smiling for both of us. Okay, Mom. I said you could stop smiling, Lisa. I feel like smiling. Yeah, that I love it. Since I watched it this time round, every time I've thought of that little uh, speech that Mars gives in the yeah. car, it has got me like a little bit worked up a little bit. I I wrote exactly the same thing. And the bit also that gets me is when Lisa's playing her saxophone and Homer tells her to turn it down and she was just like, I was just playing the blues, Dad, and then starts crying. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, yeah. It's a really heartbreaking episode. It is like a real downer. Like, I get why a lot of people don't like this episode. And I get it because, like, I've been in so many situations where I'm so upset about something but i'm holding it in and then someone says one tiny little thing yeah. to you and it just tips you over the edge like i've i've had that so many times and i feel like that i just related to that when she's like dad so another reason why marge is mvp of this episode um <laughs> is that so she has that very like heartfelt line very emotional line 
Uh, she also has the line that made me laugh the most in the episode, which is, uh, Lisa, get away from that jazz man. <laughs> Nothing personal, I just fear the unfamiliar. Lisa, get away from that jazz man. But mom, can I come stay on, come on. We were worried about you. Nothing personal, I just fear the unfamiliar. <laughs> I love I love it, yeah. Uh, which is just great, yeah. I think it's it also is sort of a testament to the time period as well, because... If your daughter was in the middle of the night with some random man, you wouldn't think, just get away from him. Like, especially because yeah. she's like eight. Yeah. You wouldn't just be like, it's not because, you know, it's because I fear the unfamiliar. You'd be like, get away from my child, you weirdo. Like, why are you talking to an eight-year-old girl in the middle of the night? Yeah. It definitely is te- the testament to the early 90s, definitely. Um, and this episode also has the bit, I always remember this in adverts, it was like a real classic series one moment that was just like always repeated, which was the um, Maggie come to the one you love best with her oh, yeah. hugging the TV. I always remember that in adverts for the Simpsons yeah. early on. So, And I forget that's in this episode as well. Yeah. I feel like um, sort of going back to the whole mental health thing, like the way that people treat her apart from Marge, um, the whole like mental health stance hasn't aged very well in comparison to the mm. way that it's approached nowadays um and it's just it's just the time period i think um how mental health was viewed like 30 years ago versus how it's viewed now and i did i did pick that up but at the same time that's i was also so surprised that an episode about depression that was this frank and stark was written that long ago yeah definitely especially what's considered supposed to be like a children's program as yeah, well yeah yeah so it is ahead of its time in one respect but then not in another it's like it has good intentions it's like definitely. really good it's like not quite there but like wow they really like tried yeah this long ago so like i really respected i respected this episode I yeah think. yeah it's th- this is um this is definitely up there for me, definitely. It just didn't quite make my list. Mm. So, your list, <laughs> what is number two? So, I'm exactly the same as you. So, my top one and my top two flip-flop all the time. But this is how I'm feeling tonight. So, this is the order that I'm going to do it in. So, my number two is Some Enchanted Evening. Wow, the hated. I love this episode. This is the one that everyone hates. I love it. <laughs> But I'm with you. I don't think this is bad at all. I don't think it deserves all the hate. Yeah. The babysitter bandit. I love this episode. Um, As I said, it flip-flops between my number one for so many reasons. I just, I don't know what it is about it, but I just, I do really like it. This this one is like renowned for having loads of production issues and the animation being off and sort of the character designs not being quite, because it was the first one produced it was just the last one to be released because of all the issues yeah so it looks raw it feels like a pilot more than the pilot does yeah because it was i'm pretty sure um don't quote me on it but i actually think this is like one of the last episodes of the series if not it's the, the last one the, yeah that's what i was just yeah. about to say so for people to hate it it's probably it probably wasn't a good choice to have it as the last episode because normally no the last episode is like the one everyone loves, like the big, like out with a well, bang. Krusty Gets Busted was supposed to be the last episode and yeah. that feels like a proper f- last episode. And this feels very tacked on because it was like, oh, we didn't finish it. We just shove it at the end. Yeah. And it gets a lot of hate because of that. But when I rewatched it, I was like, this isn't that bad. There's much worse episodes in this series. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with that. Um, it really makes me laugh as well because um, Mo 
when Homer's in the bar and he's like, oh, like, I'm having relationship. Mo is like the relationship expert. <laughs> yeah, and <yes>. like <laughs> Talking about characters not being right in series one. It's, yeah. it's so crazy. And um, it's funny because certain characters like Mo, I know he does appear several times in the series, but characters such as like Dr. Marvin Monroe, who is in this episode quite a lot. And he's obviously in the um, There's No Disgrace at Home episode as well. He's in Series 1 quite a lot. A lot, lot. yeah. So it's weird. And Herman as well that I I realised. They're both in it quite a lot, but then they just don't know what to do with the characters. They just kind of give up. Characters that disappear for sure, yeah. It's just so random. But um, I think what I love about this episode is it reminds me a lot of watching Crime Watch as a kid. Yeah, same. My my dad, um, my mum and dad used to watch it quite a lot. And if I didn't, if I wasn't tired or whatever, I'd, I'd go downstairs and they'd be watching Crime Watch. I'm like, I'm watching it with you. And, I would love um, watching it, but getting yeah. freaked out by it. And I think partly one of the reasons why I love true crime is because of all the nights as a child I sat watching Crime Watch. <laughs> yeah, I used to watch it at my grandparents' house. They'd crazy. always be watching it. Yeah, yeah so that, that did remind me of that a lot. My standout moment from this episode, which is something that is in my head for my whole life, and it has been ever since I watched this as a kid, and I do it almost every day, and I only realised it was from this episode when I rewatched it this time, and it's just Homer doing the mambo. It's just him going, Papa, Papa, I do that all the time. Yeah, when I'm just in the kitchen, Papa, like all the time and I only just realised <laughs> that's oh, from it's, them it's Homer from this episode yeah and then you see like the flip of um, Lisa talking to Marge while she's getting dressed and um, she's like dad dances and then she goes like an angel <laughs> And you're just like, no, he clearly doesn't. Yeah, again, like Homer. Homer is not Homer in this series a lot no, of the time. It's they so make funny. Like he's some like dancing Lothario. Do you know what, what part I really like? And I really want to say it, but I really feel like I'm just going to laugh as I say it because it's so stupid. Where she goes, a rubber bubby. I can't even say it. Oh, yeah, I can't <laughs> say it. Buggy babysitting service. <laughs> Rubber baby buggy bumper babysitting service. Hello, this is Mr. Samson. Did your wife just call a second ago? No, I said Samson, not Simpson. Thank God. Those Simpsons, what a bunch of savages. Especially that big ape father. No! Actually, the Simpsons are neighbors of ours, and we found them to be a quite misunderstood and underrated family. It's just like little moments like that. I think the episode as a whole probably is a little bit of a mess, but it's just those like little moments that kind of all build up and add that I think why I love it. And it's it's got so many memorable moments in it. I'm trying to think when Homer's getting ready and other, when <laughs> when Marge says to Lisa that he dances like an angel, it does, it, it, does Homer start telling Bart how he's a really good dancer and stuff? And then Bart's no, like... No, he, he dances... With the towel, and he goes, ba, 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 Yeah, with the that's towel. it. And Bart's yeah. like, you don't have a clue, do you, Dad? <laughs> Which, that makes me And then he's like, get out, and throws the shaving <laughs> foam He's really him. serious about it. Yeah. Homer's really into Mambo in general. He brings it up like three times this series. He listens to Mambo in the morning on the radio in yeah. another episode. Who knew Homer's taste in music? You know, one day you'll learn to move like your old man. Not if I can help it. <laughs> Son... There's not a woman alive who can resist a man who knows how to mumbo. You don't have a clue, do you, Dad? Out, boy. Out! 
What a grump. Yeah, I'm so shocked that this is your number two. I yeah. can't believe it's so high up. And um, this originally was, I was going to use this as my plus one. Because it is such a random hated episode. <laughs> because it's considered so much to be the worst. Wild card. But it's not as bad as I think everyone remembers it to be. Yeah, I mean... Uh, it has a lot of charm. Like, it's yeah. rough and sketchy, but I find that charming. It just, I just love it because you think, oh, yeah, the kids have, have caught this babysitter bandit and then Homer lets her off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then Marge is like, um, don't be so hard on yourself. Like, you raised three kids that can tie up a criminal. Like, you should be proud of yourself. And I just love yeah. that. So I will switch out my plus one. Okay. Uh, I've got I've got a backup plus one. So <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So um, I think we're both going to have the same number one then. Probably. I hope. I hope we do because I. This is this is the episode of series one, which is the one I still watch. Even though I don't watch series one, I still watch this one. There's two episodes that neither of us have mentioned in this series, and one's my top one, and one's my plus one. So right. I think we're probably going to be quite similar because the rest of the episodes are. Very touch and go, I think. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Okay. So my number one is Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire. No. That's your plus an, one. No. This is oh an, my no, goodness. it's not even okay. on my list. Wow, I love it. I, yeah. I don't know if it's the nostalgia talking, but I still watch this. I, I do still, love this episode. I do. It gets me in a Christmas mood. It is a proper Christmas special. I do think it's, I mean, I understand why because of like the timings and when they wanted the first episode to be aired and stuff like that. But I do find this episode a bit, um, it's a bit random as a pilot episode. I mean, I yeah. personally wouldn't have picked it as a, but I think it was more just to do with 
when they wanted the first episode to air. It was around Christmas time, so... Well, I also think they wanted to bring the... I think it was the time of year, like, the hype of, like, we're going to do it... Because originally it was titled The Simpsons Christmas Special. Yeah. And it was just that on telly. It hasn't got a normal opening. It was just a special, which then got turned into episode one. So I guess uh, Bart the Genius would have been the proper episode one. Yeah, I I like Bart the Genius. I mean, it's not on my list, but I do enjoy it in comparison to other episodes. And that feels more like an episode one. It feels weird to start with, like, the Christmas special. Yeah. But for me, like, I, I always... This always made me feel Christmassy. Yeah, for the research that I did, I don't think this was the first one that they produced and, like, created. I think it was, like, middle of the road, but I think that makes sense Oh, they pushed it, it up because yeah, the think, time of year. I think that's that's what I found out in my research, mm-hmm. that it wasn't sp- supposed to be the pilot, but because of when they wanted it and the time of year and things like that, they were like, okay, we'll make this the pilot. But I think Bart the Genius would have made a, a lot more sense. And especially because um, at the very beginning, it was Bart mania in it. They were trying to mm-hmm. push Bart as like the main episode. Bart the Genius would have made so much more sense. But no, I do, I do love this episode. I do think it's a good episode. And I feel exactly the same as you. It makes me feel really wholesome and Christmassy. I think it does a good job of actually introducing the family as well. Yeah. Like setting up the characters. Especially the bit when Marge is writing her letter and it's like, um, oh, well, Lisa got straight A's and Bart, well, we love Bart. And it's yeah. just kind of like... <laughs> that reminds me a lot of the like, uh, goodbye, Bart. I like your sheets. Like when Homer's <laughs> going to die, like in a future episode. Yeah. It's like the same gag, but it is really I funny. like your sheets. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um so I'm I'm actually surprised and I'm I'm sort of elated that we have completely different lists. Yeah, um, I know it's crazy. I, I thought we were going to have the same cuz for me, you know when something's like your favorite one, you just presume everyone likes that one. So maybe maybe not everyone loves the Christmas special, but this is this is big time for me. This is one I still watch. Um I love when Homer picks up the phone and Patty's on the other end and it's like, "Marge, please." That's it. Marge. Can't even do it. <laughs> it's really funny. It's so deadpan. <laughs> Yellow. Marge, please. Who's this? May I please speak to Marge? This is her sister, isn't it? Is Marge there? Who shall I say is calling? Marge, please. It's your sister. No. Skis <laughs> doing it. It's really that's really funny. <laughs> do you know? Um, you said um in the in the last episode that you. Do you you find yourself quoting things and you don't really know why you just randomly do it? Yeah. Well, one of the things that I quote a lot, which is in this episode, is when I put tights on, I mm-hmm. always kind of like rub my leg and I always say, "Penny holes, practical and alluring." <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, look, penny holes, practical and alluring, a six pack. Oh, only four ninety nine. I don't know why, <laughs> but yeah, that's a that's a little. Uh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a really good line that I liked, um, and it just makes me laugh because when she gets the Christmas money, she just like pulls this massive jar of like pennies from her hair, and I'm like, gravity would not do that. Like it's crazy. <laughs> My actual favorite moment from this episode is like it's not even a line; it's just a noise. It's. Um, <laughs> When Homer turns on the Christmas lights and Bart just goes, ugh. Okay, kids, prepare to be dazzled. Marge, 
Turn on the juice. What do you think, kids? Nice try, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) Another good line that I love from this episode is... um, (laughs) I'm just laughing (laughs) thinking about it. It's right at the very beginning when they're, like, trying to get into the Christmas uh, plays that the kids are doing and they come in late and they're, like trying to get through the the uh, seats and Homer goes, ooh, pardon my galoshes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what it means. <laughs> How you doing, Fred? Excuse me. Yeah. Excuse me, Fred. Oh, pardon my galoshes. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, there's some good moments in this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure when I wrote that note down, when when I was writing my notes when I was watching the episode I actually googled what a galosh was and I think it's, it's just like a type a, of shoe isn't yeah, it yeah it's a shoe yeah, it's an even... oldie time word for a shoe <laughs> ooh part of my galoshes yeah uh, yeah I love that yeah that's that. right you got me with that one that wasn't written down here <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a lot of like little just little small lines in this that I like like the part of my galoshes thing it's like the <laughs> who's tiny Tim that like just the little small reactions to things yeah really made me laugh in this and also when yeah. i was a kid i was so sure and i still think it's this in my head that when barney races off with the woman at the end in the car yeah that he says let's go diarrhea <laughs> let's go diarrhea i always thought it's it was diarrhea, that as a kid isn't it? yeah yeah but i always thought it was let's go diarrhea <laughs> Yeah, and all that. my life I thought it was that. So, and that's what it is to me now. I've even written here, "Let's go, diary." You're, you're gonna, <laughs> you've ruined that moment for me now. Every time I watch that, that last little bit, I'm always gonna think of that now. <laughs> yeah, my my number one Barney line: "Let's go, diary." <laughs> Let's go, diary. Oh, I love that. Um, it's just a lot of like addictive things to say in this one. You know, you say like quotable yeah. things, like the owl quit it. Oh, oh, quit it. Quit yeah. It. yeah. Addictive, addictive, like little Simpsons sound bites. One of the bits that I do love and um, is so true when Lisa says, um, when she, when Patty's saying horrible things about Homer, he's probably forgotten, he's probably out drinking, whatever. And she goes, um, when she says to stop bashing her dad because her dad is like the only male role model she's got and then that will spoil how she sees men in the future it's like a little glimpse of lisa to come it's like oh i was like oh that's so true like it's really weird because earlier you said that like in series one it's like they trying to find lisa's character and they start out with her just being like girl bart but that one line in the first episode is like a little glimpse of who she would become it's her exactly yeah and it's it's so out of character for the beginning few episodes of the season. Yeah. Um, because as That's I said... probably, like, like you say, evidence that it wasn't written first. Evidence yeah, that it probably, was written later to be honest. On. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, especially because the, the, what I picked it up on was Bart the genius when obviously Bart has been treated as this genius. Lisa, in any other circumstance, would be like, you're not a genius and things like that. Whereas... Mm she doesn't really make much of a noise about it. And when they're at the opera in Bart the Genius, she, like, goes along and she plays, you know, she's naughty with Homer and Bart when she'd love opera any other time kind of thing. So so it's just, I I feel like in Bart the Genius, she's just like a regular kid. She's not, like, this genius kid. But then in other parts, especially, like, this one, for instance, she has snippets where, oh, actually... They, they do know where they're going with Lisa kind of thing. So it, I think you, you might be right. It, it might be just because this one wasn't supposed to be number one. Like, 
in syndication, like the yeah. first series. So, yeah. So, I think I know what your number one's going to be now. I've looked back at my list and I'm like, yeah, I think I've got it. But, um, <laughs> but then there's still my one more, so... Yeah, that's true. I think your number one is going to be my one more. Okay. So we'll see. What is your number one? So my number one is Life on the Fast Lane. Mm-hmm. Is that's that what I thought it was yeah. going to be. Yeah, yeah. I love this episode for so many reasons. Firstly, I just love the character of Jacques. Yeah, he is great. He steals the, ch- the show. This episode is Jacques. I feel like they've sort of wasted an opportunity of a character. I mean, like, I get that he's just the one-off character, but he's a bit like Hank Scorpio, where you could do so much with him as a character. They feel They both feel like characters that... They could. They're good enough to be regulars, exactly. Like, like Apu or like Mo or like they like. Why isn't Jack one of the background characters? <laughs> yeah, exactly. This like, this like Lothario, who's not quite as smooth as he thinks he is. Like he's such a great character. Yeah, and uh, it annoys me so much. Like so, Homer's was always my favorite character when I was a kid. He was always mm-hmm. my favorite, but I absolutely hate him in this episode. From yeah, start there to finish, are a few episodes where Homer just sucks. I absolutely hate him. Like the way that he's just so selfish. Like he goes shopping for his wife's birthday, which he forgot in the first place, and he's just picking a gift for himself. And then when Marge points it out, she's the bad guy. Mm. So um, it frustrates me a lot at the beginning. Yeah, he's an absolute shithead with that bowling ball thing. He's he's horrible. Like I would. I'd be absolutely fuming. I think he he got away lightly with that, and I don't blame Marge for if someone else is paying her attention, who clearly likes her for her. I can understand why her eyes wander slightly because of how horrible her actual husband is. So yeah, she's not used to someone actually paying her attention. Exactly. So mm. it's it's uh, probably not the most ethical thing, but um, I don't. I don't think she's really done much wrong. <laughs> no, and she never actually took the complete plunge. She never exactly. went back to his place with him. Yeah. So Unless she did between scenes. And we exactly. But um, <laughs> I don't think she did. And another reason why this is um, my number one is um, the whole officer and a gentleman thing at the end. Yeah. I've never seen officer and a gentleman. <laughs> so um, this is quite a personal thing, but... It was sort of the first time that I ever sort of, as a teenage girl, I was like, oh my God, that is amazing. I want that to happen to me. Um, not not from The Simpsons, but when I watched An Officer and a oh, Gentleman. Right. I thought you were talking no, about like no, going no, no, to the no. backseat of a car for no. five minutes. <laughs> no, the whole, um, the whole, so I used to love the film Officer and a Gentleman when I was younger. Oh, so you're, you're familiar with it? Yeah, I was. Yeah, well, you say that, but I actually think I saw... The Simpsons first, mm-hmm. and then when it's sort of, I got a bit older, and it was a case of, oh yeah, that's from Officer and a Gentleman, and then yeah, it then went from there, and then I was like, I totally get this now, um, but yeah, so I've always had a bit of a soft spot for that whole that whole scene, and just I always joke about and say like, if I'm having a bad day at work, I'm like, oh, why don't someone come and rescue me and take me, whisk <laughs> me away. <laughs> But no, so I love that scene, um, especially um, tell the boss I'm going to the back seat of my car <laughs> and I won't be back for 10 minutes. <laughs> like, give yourself some credit, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Marge knows who she married. Exactly. <laughs> hey, what do I tell the boss? Tell him I'm going to the back seat of my car with a woman I love and I won't be back for 10 minutes. Ah! 
there's so much I could say about this episode. I love it so much. I mean, I do like the bit where Homer is really out of it and the baseball smacks him in the head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Part of it is, as much as I love Jacques' character, um, he weirds me out a little bit as well. So... Oh, he's gross. Yeah, I just think it's a bit creepy that like it's the second time he's met her and yet he buys her that glove and it's like you literally met her yesterday and yeah. you've obviously spent quite a lot of money to get it personalised. It's just a bit creepy. But um, I also, I think he redeems himself when they go for brunch and Helen Lovejoy is there and he knows what kind of person she is, like you could just tell. And he like totally owns her and and he says like, um, and see you later, Helen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Helen. Well, I had just finished eating and was about to leave when I looked over this way and said to myself, why isn't that Marge Simpson over there having brunch with a man who isn't her husband? <laughs> and I just had to come over and say hello. Worm. Oh, don't squirm on my account. I am giving her a bowling lesson. Thank you. Now, Marge, uh, the pins on the 3710 split would be here. Uh, we'll make this little piece of food a ball. A ball's bigger, you know that. Mm-hmm. But for food, this is a good ball. <gasps> well, bye-bye. See you in church on Sunday, Marge. Goodbye, Helen. Goodbye, Helen. You have a lovely friend there. Mm-hmm. Let's hope something runs over her. <laughs> yeah, I, I do love Jack. He is a character I wish was in the show again. I don't yeah. know, maybe he was in the show again years later and I've just never seen it. I mean, I'm only I don't. Familiar with the beginning, yeah, I third. don't recollect him ever coming back. I mean, mm. he's 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 in the background. I think he doesn't have lines. Like he's um, when they they set up the pin pals. You know that episode. Oh, yeah. He's on one of the rival teams. Home wreckers. <laughs> yeah, the wreckers. Yeah. He's actually with uh, Princess Kashmir in that one. One of my favourite lines of the Simpsons ever. It's not funny, but it's it's. I just love it, um, is what Jock says when he's in the mirror. And he goes, uh, to the most beautiful moment in life, better than the deed, better than the memory, the moment of anticipation. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, lo- <laughs> I love that line. To the most beautiful moment in life, better than the deed, better than the memory, the moment of anticipation. I've said it in real life several times and people just look at me and I'm like oh you wouldn't get it <laughs> I feel like you uh, like raised my opinion of this episode myself this is like <laughs> middling for me and now I'm actually like no this episode is pretty great like this is this is probably deserves to be a, a little bit higher I just think this episode is is really well thought out in comparison to a lot of the others because yeah the detail in it so when Marge is having like her fantasy when she like passes out at brunch the whole thing is like um, is uh, bowling themed and like when she's like oh you certainly have a lot of bowling trophies and he's like they're for love making <laughs> like <laughs> and like um, the little detail like when they're sitting in the car and he goes to sort of kiss her and she's like I'm a married woman the moon is uh, shaped like a bowling ball mm. and things oh, like that I just actually like, didn't notice that myself yeah just so. like all the little details like I think it's really thought out and I really like it I've got a lot to say about this episode. The reason I wrote for this one being my potential plus one, because I already said that my plus one would have been Summer Shattered Evening. My backup would have been this. You sort of swiped both my plus ones. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but the reason this would have been in contention for my plus one is because uh, my reasoning would have been like, it's the first episode where Marge is the main character. Yep. And it's also really good. Like a lot of these early episodes, and even not just the early ones, like the writers don't always know what to do with Marge. 
there's some really good Marge episodes, but there's also some where it's like they don't know what, how to write her very well. But this, I think, is a really good one. A lot of Marge episodes, especially at the beginning, um, she's written quite badly. So like She's just the nagging housewife. Yeah, so Itchy and Scratchy versus Marge in season yeah. two is a good example. It's a Marge episode, but like I just don't like her as a character in that episode. No. And like... Um, Kind of um, another one is um, Streetcar Named Marge. You're just like, why are you letting him treat you like this? She's just not mm. written very well. But this one, I feel like she's written perfectly because she's um, she's not letting him treat her that way. And she's kind of in control of the situation. But then ethically, she does the right thing at the end. Yeah. So she... They eventually figure her out. Like when, yeah. when you get episodes like Margin Chains is great. I love Marge that Marge on the Lamb. Like there's yeah. some great episodes. But this... And I was just surprised that they had such a really good solid Marge episode this early on when yeah. after this they sort of struggle for a bit until they get yeah. her again. I just think it depends on who the writers are really and how mm. they write her because I think... I mean, I don't know a great deal about the writer's backgrounds, but you probably find that the ones who write her well are probably the married ones and the mm-hmm. ones who don't write her so well are probably the young single guys that don't really understand women that well like i mean it's part of the argument that they probably should have had like maybe a couple of female writers on the staff of things yeah, like this they exactly. didn't struggle so much with march <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I totally agree um they definitely uh, should have had have, i think uh simpsons roasting was a female writer that was like yeah, the one Mimi female Pond, i think it was that's yeah. right yeah but um they then didn't have anyone for a very long time. No, And no. the women that they did have were... So one of them was married to uh, Bill Oakley. Um, yeah. But obviously his season was like later on anyway. So it's still yeah. quite far into into The Simpsons. And a lot of them were just like it was a one... They weren't on staff. It was like a one-off script. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it was a while before they had got anyone as a regular writer. I mean, all the main writers for season one because i wrote down who wrote every episode in season one they're all literally every single one of them somehow there's not one apart from roasting um but it is what it is oh jacques you handsome devil look at you you're really going to strike out tonight so that just leaves your plus one then yeah so um i'll be interested to see what it is (laughs) so this is an episode that you either love or hate. Um, And I've heard a lot of people say a lot of bad things about it, but I love it. It's Crepes of Wrath. (laughs) Oh, okay. The French episode. So you say people love or hate it. Yeah, I'm not a fan of this episode. Yeah, I know. A lot of people really don't like this episode, but I actually really like this episode. Um, So you're going to have to defend it now. Yeah, so... um, Make your case. So when I was younger, and I still enjoy it now, I love anything French. French right. food, French culture, like anything French, I absolutely love it. So as a kid, I really enjoyed this episode for that reason. Um, but on the flip side, it's also really stereotypically French. So it's like mm-hmm. France at the perspective from an American kind of thing. So it's it, it's kind of a bit up and down. Um, but I do, I do love this episode purely probably because of the nostalgia of it, because I did love it as a kid and I still love it. I think that's why I defend it quite a lot because <laughs> I did love it as a kid. But um, there's loads of reasons why I like it, but I can... 
fully, fully understand why a lot of people hate it. Um, but recently when I was watching it, I love the whole like Russian spy angle of it. And right. obviously, you know Sparring. my, yeah, you know my, um, you know my background of Russian politics and things like that. So, um, so obviously, I've got to love a whole spy thriller, especially being um, from the 1990s. So obviously, the breakup of the Soviet Union and things like that. So there's just there's just a lot of this episode. I can understand why people hate it. I I fully can, but I do personally like it. So I was looking what my notes were to see, like, did I write down why I didn't like it? Because it's 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 not my bottom episode, but it's my second Quite. bottom episode. Oh, that's interesting. So I was looking as to what I'd written, and I think this sums it up. I haven't made a note. I haven't written one thing about it. <laughs> it's like it's not even in my notes. Is it? I think I just I just find it a bit of a bummer. Like it's. It is quite a depressing episode, I'm not going to lie. And the tone of yeah. it is quite negative throughout. So I do I do understand that. Yeah. I just, I, I always, I never enjoyed watching it when I was a kid. And this is another episode example of Homer being an absolute horrible person. Like, I hate Homer mm. in this episode. He's horrible. Like, the way he talks about Bart and, like, him wanting to get rid of Bart and just... I'm just like that's your child. You it, like regardless of how oh, irritating you are. This is your maternal are, instincts coming out. I know. Like, I think, imagine having Bart as a kid. I know, but <laughs> being a mother to a boy, you kind of just think, oh my, my son is is you know he's he's naughty, but he's my son, kind of. So yeah, I do think I am coming from that angle as as a mother rather than right. It would have been interesting to for me to have this conversation two years ago before he was born, but. Mm. <laughs> Maybe. Now you've got a little bar of your own. <laughs> yeah, let's hope he don't turn out that way, but <laughs> <laughs> we can only hope. But um, yeah, so the, there are loads of things about this episode that I didn't like, but I do like this episode quite a lot. Um, I think it's really random that they chose Albania as a country. Yeah. That's yeah. so random. I mean, like, I know obviously, as I said, sort of, maybe to do with like the breakup of the Soviet Union and stuff like that. But even then it's such a random, random country. I think it's almost like they just chose it randomly because yeah. they thought no one no like no one's ever gonna have the internet and have all this information everywhere. No one knows anything about Albania, so yeah, they're not gonna question us. Yeah, that's they're not gonna fact yeah. check us. And it, it it annoys me a little bit because I don't know about you, but all the exchange programmes, which were very, very limited, um, mm. they were all like top students. Like all the Did te- you ever do one? No, I mean my mum and dad. No, me neither. My mum and dad are um, youth workers, and they did an exchange um, one youth centre to another youth centre in um, Finland. Right. So they went to visit a youth club in Finland, and then vice versa. They came here, so I know quite a bit about exchange programs, but never one through school. But ones that I've heard of are all like top students and yeah. not not sort of trying to get rid of people <laughs> we had one at our school but i was like not i didn't even know how you did it yeah like, exactly i wasn't even like asked <laughs> no exactly yeah we had like an american exchange program thing ours. yeah one of my favorite parts of this episode is when bart gets to france and they they're on the little motorbike with the sidecar and they drive through like all the pieces oh, of art. I, I do like that. that yeah i mean like when i'm i'm not really into art that much but um one of my favorite pieces of art is like Monet's water lilies and mm-hmm. they drive they drive through that and I just I always like remembered being a kid and being like oh that's really cool 
Um, so I do enjoy that bit. See, I live with uh, an artist yeah, and ex-art student, so it's, it's, it comes, it sort of bled into I've me. I've spoken to Becca quite a lot about this, and she's like, oh, you think I'd know a little bit more than I do, but I'm, I'm, no, like, to be I'm honest, pretty sure I think you I know, know more. more. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you know more than an average person. <laughs> yeah, but did you know... So I was doing this during my research because I researched quite a lot into this episode because there was quite a lot of stuff that I kind of wanted answered. Um, that the whole antifreeze in wine is actually based off a real event. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't have many details on it because um, I couldn't find a great deal, but I know that it is actually based on a true event that happened, which I thought was obviously... Yeah. When I was a kid, obviously, that felt just kind of like nonsensical that that would happen but yeah yeah i'm aware of that being an, a real a real event yeah and um another thing that i picked up on my research was kids can actually pick up languages that quick i wish i could so he's there oh i know <laughs> as a language <laughs> i'm currently like two years a into language, a seven year as German a language degree. student yeah yeah but yeah um so bart would have been there for what a month maybe two months and he's like, oh, I've been here. Oh, yeah, because he says, I've been here for two months. <laughs> two months. And then I can't speak a word of it. Then all of a sudden he starts speaking fluent. Well, I actually read that a child of 10, that could actually, that's actually quite accurate. They could actually do that. Yeah, they say like you should, if you're going to try and learn language, it's much easier. Like the younger you are, the better, basically. Your yeah. brain is still more malleable. I'm trying to chisel into mine. Yet here in the UK, we don't start learning languages until you're in secondary school. So work yeah, that out. Late. Or for me, I don't start learning languages till I'm in my 30s. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at least you're trying. Yeah, I'm trying. A lot of a lot of British people, sorry to get political, but are just like, oh, everywhere speaks English. So why do I need to bother? <laughs> yeah. So there we go. Um, a really like mixed forum or more, like yeah. real different lists to each other, more, more different than I was expecting. Um, I'm curious as to what was like right at the bottom for you. What was what's the one? Okay, so one that I just oh, completely switched off at um, is there's no disgrace like home. Okay, I really didn't like that. Um, I just oh, there was a lot about it that I didn't like. So um, I've I've my note for this by the way is this is not Homer. Yeah, yeah, that is probably the the main reason why i don't like it and like the roles are completely reversed with homer and marge yeah like that's not marge yeah, either like, like her getting just, drunk at the works too i mean yeah i just it's just a bit all over the place to be honest and i don't think it's aged very well even though i do enjoy marge getting drunk on the yeah. wine and, and singing with and the she other sings drunk that women song. yeah hey brother for the wine that's been in my head <laughs> since i watched that episode that's the I only bit that. i remember from it Enjoying the shade. Hey, brother, boy, the wine. Drink the drink that I have made. Hey, brother, boy, the wine. He's here unless my one and only good friends and don't be lonely. Oh, hey, I need you. Hey, did you try the punch? Snap out of it, Marge. But yeah, it's, do you know what? This episode, actually, I wrote the least amount of notes in comparison to other episodes. Yeah. I just, yeah. <sighs> I just never have ever compared myself to other families, so I don't really relate to it. And I just... One thing I do like about this episode is, like we said, Dr. Marvin Monroe. I love his character and I wish that they use him more. But apart from that, it's just not much I like about it, really. Like, that was one that I really struggled to watch. My Well, my bottom one is Homer's Odyssey. 
Oh, yeah, that's on my list as well. I don't like that episode either. I've written two two word sentences. So it just says, Blacksmithers, Suicide Homer. <laughs> yeah, literally, that's all you need to know about the episode. Yeah, I don't like that episode either. Um, I just, I think that episode's a bit all over the place as well because it's not, it's again, like, it's not Homer. There's no, there's no point to what he's doing because, like, I get that he wants to make Springfield safer. But you're not getting anything out of it. Like, the the whole point at the beginning of the episode was that he's depressed because he's lost his job, which anyone would be. But then it's like, you're doing all this safety stuff, but you're not getting... You're not making yourself happier because you're not getting anything out of it. Like, the reason why you were sad is because you can't provide for your family. But this yeah. whole safe... Like, I just... I don't know. Maybe I missed the it's point. It's just not Homer. Like, all no. that effort for, like, safety consciousness is like, no. what? And yeah. it's like he gets that job because he's so enthusiastic about safety. It doesn't make... That isn't Homer. And it doesn't carry on. Like, it's, it's, it's like a one-off episode. Like, it really wouldn't matter if that episode existed or not. Like, it does nothing for the continuity. No. The joke is that he doesn't know what he's doing as safety inspector. Yeah. So when you explain that he's really safety conscious, it just doesn't add up to the what his character is. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't like that episode either. And Yeah, so that's the bottom for me. There was the, another one that I really struggled, and I think these three episodes are actually really close together in the series. Mm. I'm a bit, like, meh about Bart the General as well. Yeah, I am. I don't, I don't know. I like him coughing up his hat. <laughs> yeah. And Lisa's just like, you, you can't go on like this. I always remember that. Oh, and it has good, a good Skinner moment. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, no. He'll get you after school. <laughs> Run along. <laughs> and I like Herman. I feel like Herman should be used more as a character as well. He's a bit crazy. But I don't know if it's just because being married to a soldier and spending like the past 11 years watching war films. Right. Which some, obviously some I do enjoy, but it's just a bit like this is the plot of most war films that aren't yeah. to do with a particular event. And like, I think a lot of it's based off of um, Full Metal Jacket and things like that. So I don't know. The parodies. It's got, it uses the music from Pattern like all yeah. the way through. Yeah. And it has like a lot of Pattern references. Um, I do like the bit where Homer comes out and is shouting at all the kids throwing the water balloons yeah. and he gets hit by one from his own dad. <laughs> And he's like, you're in the tree, the tall grey-haired kid. <laughs> <laughs> I do like um, the involvement of Grandpa. I do think it's, it's yeah. quite sweet. And um, it, uh, one thing I did write about this, which I think you'll, you'll appreciate and I think you'll love, is um, when Grandpa's writing the letter, he says, um, he type writes, um, bra and horny and family yeah. jewels, probably genuine complaints that the Simpsons have probably got. Yeah, so, I, also that sticks in my head as well. I forget yeah. that's from this episode, but his his reading of horny. Horny, is, family jewels. But yeah. Which is funny because Homer says family jewels um, the scene before. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And it also there's another callback to the previous episode is... Um, when Herman is talking about um, keeping his arm inside the window, during Homer's Odyssey, the episode before, um, they say about the guy who got his arm ripped off. If yeah. He puts, so it's kind of like a callback to both episodes. I only picked up watching it this time round, like back to back. I was yeah. like, oh, that's a nice little reference. Like you yeah. don't really notice. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, 
I could give or take that those three episodes to be honest. Yeah, but I'm, I'm to be honest, like all other than the ones we've talked about, like the other the only ones we haven't really talked about is like the Telltale Head and Bart the Genius, which for me I'm not really a I mean, big on either of those either. I love Bart the Genius. That is an Oof. episode that would have been quite high up on my list. Really? But, okay. Yeah, I do like Bart the Genius. Um, but what was the other one you just said? The Telltale Head. I don't like that one either. No, the only good bit in Telltale Head is. Um, when he's they're looking at the clouds and then he nicks the thing oh, and he says yeah. that, that was just cloud talk man <laughs> which is something i do say yeah that's just cloud talk if i say something and it's just like i'm talking out my ass and when someone refers it back to me i do say oh, that's just cloud talk yeah yeah and i've no. forgotten that was from this episode as well so it was nice to see where i got that from yeah, it's it's um, the first, obviously, like Jimbo, Dolphin, Kearney, and yeah. they don't use Nelson, which is weird because obviously in, in uh, Bart, the general, he's the bully in it, so I well, don't Nelson know. Nelson has the weird little <laughs> toady twins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're a bit weird. Yeah. It's really funny as well because um, the murderous mob in the Telltale Head reminds me of the murderous mob in the Simpsons movie. Mm-hmm. Which is quite similar. Um, There's a few times the mob comes out. It doesn't yeah. take a lot for the for Springfield <laughs> to turn into a mob. <laughs> but yeah, so they're the episodes that I don't really like. But I mean, they are what they are. Yeah, I mean, it's like we said at the beginning, series one is a real mixed bag. There's some people who don't like it at all and just skip straight on. I know a lot of people who skip series two as well. And I love series I two. I love series so two. I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. Um, I'm currently like midway through series four on a rewatch. And so far series two's actually been my favorite series. Like I oh, love really? it. I mean, yeah, I, love I, it. I do love series two. There are a lot of episodes. I'm really struggling to narrow my four and one more down with series yeah. two. And I think it's going to get harder as as it progresses but um i actually prefer series three over series two but i think i think the general consensus is like they get better and better until like series six and seven but um for me like i was so surprised that because i thought that was my opinion as well i'm watching them all close together and making notes as i go i'm like oh i love i really love series two but then it's very nostalgic to me watching series two so much as a kid i think that there's a lot more memories for me of watching season like series two and series three then there is season one i Mm -hmm. can't i can't really remember ever watching those on the tv really i don't know if they're just not shown as much or i don't know or maybe it was when i started watching it maybe don't know but it was really it was really interesting for me anyway like without recording this show i probably i don't know when i would have revisited series one i don't know if i ever would have again so yeah. it was like a good excuse to do it and i was surprised at how much i still liked some bits of it and sort of it cemented the things i didn't like about it as yeah, well yeah i agree i mean as i said the only the reason why I started watching these, obviously, before we discussed the pod, was um, when Disney Plus came out. It was obviously the beginning of lockdown, and I was mm. like, "Do you know what? I'm going to watch. I was going to attempt to watch all of the Simpsons from season one to season thirty-one, um, right. but then I kind of just like I didn't get there. <laughs> no, I was just like, and now I've no. driven you back to the beginning again. Yeah, I mean that's fine because. Obviously, the first sort of like 10, 11 seasons are the ones that I've just watched religiously. Yeah, yeah. But as I said to you before, I'm trying to watch the later ones. It's just I need to be in the mood, I think. Yeah, I, I have attempted. Like, I'm not familiar with anything really past series 12. Like, I watched yeah, part of series same. 13 recently and I, it was all new to me. So Yeah, I mean, the only time I'd say that I 
watch them by choices because I feel like I don't know if it's just because that obviously there's 20 other seasons that are part of the Simpsons world that we mm. don't consider part of the Simpsons world it's so weird but Sky One play a lot of the newer episodes so if there's nothing to watch or I'm making dinner or I'm tidying up or whatever I'll just put them on in the background so sometimes a newer episode will come on and I'm like oh I've seen this how have I seen this kind of thing and mm. I haven't watched them intentionally it's interesting, like, even in these first years, though, like, when I watched Series 2 recently, after Series 1, I was like, this is like a whole new show. It's, yeah. like, completely different. It's crazy. And then in Series 4 as well, I'm like, it's turning into a new show again. It's like every few years it changes its tone. Yeah, maybe. And I'm just wondering if that point where I stopped watching, it was just going through a tone that I didn't really like, and maybe after that it changes again. I'm like, yeah. oh, Series 15, it changes again, and it's more like I enjoy it more or something. Yeah. So I just want to get to that point. I think a lot of it is, is a lot of the um, showrunners and, like, Matt Groening and stuff like that, at the turn of, like, 2000, 99, 2000 is when, obviously, they started making Futurama. Yeah, so they, just they stopped, lost a lot of the core team to They that. just stopped caring. Like, not that's, that's a bit harsh, but, I mean, they just stopped paying as much attention, maybe, so they got away with things or they kind of, I don't know... And did you ever watch much Futurama? Like, I feel like we're just saying um, stuff that's going to catch up to not later, when it. But... Not when it came out at first, right. I'm going to be honest. Um, me and my husband always joke about that he always says Futurama's better, but I think he does that in, in jest to like wind well, me up. For years, like so Futurama, I considered better. Like It was my favourite show, and yeah. I still think... like I, I don't know. I love it. I love Futurama so I much. I do like Futurama. I'm... Uh, I do like it, um, not as half as much as I love The Simpsons, um, and I haven't seen as many episodes right. of Futurama as I have of The Simpsons. But I do lo- like, I really do like it and stuff like that. I'm just not as educated. The first four series of Futurama, which is all there was for a long time before they made a few more, I was as familiar with those four series of Futurama as I was for like series two to ten of The Simpsons. Like they were just part of it for me. So. I I can I know every episode, seen it a million times. Yeah. Like it's just the same for me. Yeah, see I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to do Futurama in this context that we are no. talking. I like I'm not as familiar. I do I enjoy it and I do like it and especially um the whole sci fi side. Like growing up I wasn't really into sci fi. Um mm. but becoming an adult I've got a lot more into it than I was before so I don't know if that's part of it I was a little sci-fi nerd so it was like my dream yeah oh the Simpsons of sci-fi stuff like little dork so (laughs) (laughs) I just I I pretended to be cool when I was young I actually wasn't when I got home see I'm the opposite like I was I I was cool at school but now I'm just not yeah so uh that's the end of series one um I think what we're going to do for listeners is the next this is regularly going to be a, t- a fortnightly show, but for this first month, there's going to be one a week. Um, and next week is going to be an episode that we've already recorded. And it was me on a call with Emma asking her her favorite episodes of all of The Simpsons. Tell me your favorite four and one more Simpsons of all time. And at the time of recording, she didn't know I was just sort of interviewing her, as it were, to be my co-host for this show. He literally used it as an interview. So I was totally unprepared. I say that, but I, I actually think I did so much research just to make sure that the list was like straight in my head. And then 
Bob was like, oh my God, I can't believe how much research you've done. And then I was just, we were talking for so long about it. And then at the end of the show, he was like, surprise, like, do you want to do this? And I was like, you completely caught me off guard, but um, it was a nice surprise. Well, they'll all get to hear it. It was an absolutely (laughs) stellar list of episodes. Like your forum on more was like They're quite different to yours, weren't they? Yeah, very different. If I remember, yeah. Yeah. So on that, um, so next week I'm going to put that up. We'll um, put that up as an episode. And then the following week, um, I'm going to post on this feed uh, something I'd recorded previously uh, with co-hosts from my other shows. Uh, You're going to already hear my choices on Emma's because we sort of go over it because she'd already heard that episode. But I'm going to put it on this feed so you can sort of, because we talk about my history. Like next week, you're going to learn about Emma's history of the show a little bit as well as her favorites. And then after that, you'll hear sort of my favorite. So my history of the show as well as some of my friends. And then we'll come back for series two in like three episodes time. And then we'll be fortnightly from then. Uh, Probably after series two, we'll put in our first sort of like side list episode. Um, Yeah. And then we've got to decide what they are. Yay. So if you want to get in contact with the show and would love to hear from you, especially let us know your favorite episodes when we cover these different topics or just stop in and say hi, you can do that at four and one more pod at gmail.com. And you can also go on the website fourandonemore.com. That is in the process of being done. I don't know if that's up yet, but that's where it's going to be. You can support my time editing this as well as other podcasts I work on at patreon.com slash bobshoy. That's B-O-B-S-H-O-Y. That's my name. Emma runs the Instagram, which is fourandonemore with spaces between words for that one. And Emma, where can they find you on Twitter? Because you're also there. Yeah, people can find me on Twitter. Um, I'm trying to use it more now than I ever have before. But um, you can find me on Twitter at Emma Rowena, which is E-M-M-A-R-O-E-N-A. And you can also find me on Twitter at Bob Shoy. That's at B-O-B-S-H-O-Y. Nice and easy. So that's our first episode. Do you feel good about it? Yeah, I feel really good. I mean... I, th- I feel a lot more relaxed than I did when we recorded the first one, even though I didn't even know that we were going to use it or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I, th- I feel like as the time goes on, I feel a lot more comfortable, a lot more sure of myself. And I'm hoping that we get some good debates going of disagreements. Yeah, I'm already surprised at how different our lists were. Yeah. And, you know, you heard how much we had to say and, and how much we spoke about an episode, a series that we like but don't love. Yeah. We're going to have a lot to say about these episodes that we do love. I feel like so. we're both going to have very strong opinions. And I feel like sometimes we're going to totally agree with each other. I mean especially season two that have got so many good standout episodes that are hardcore fan favorites. Um, I feel like we're probably going to agree on those. Um, but there are some wild cards in season two, which I absolutely love. I thought love. we were going to agree on series one. Like I look yeah. at my list and I'm like, we're going to have the same list here. <laughs> and then, you know, maybe not. I'm, I'm second guessing myself already. So Spoiler alert. I love anything Sideshow like Bob, anything Patty and Selma. <laughs> and I love any like love episodes. And I think that that's why my lists were sort of flip flopping because a lot of the ones that I had in my series one were like love episodes. <laughs> Big softy. So, uh, like I said, you've got two episodes in a row of sort of like getting to know us a little bit more and talking about our favourite ever episodes before joining us back for series two. I uh, really hope you come back to join us for that. And I think we're done. Yay. See you next week. So until next time, uh, pardon my galoshes. (laughs) (laughs) Pantyhose. Practical.
and alluring. <laughs> I feel like you figured out the part of my galoshes thing is like made me realize a line that I absolutely love and didn't know until now. It's like part. It's become part of my repertoire. Do you know what? I think every episode you should end with <laughs> part of my. Gal- <laughs> <laughs> That'll just be like a little inside joke. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, pardon my galoshes. <laughs>